If you are a coach, a booster, a PTA leader, Maine Athletic Fundraising is the choice to help you make money. Maine Athletic Fundraising works with both high school and youth programs of all ages to make you the most amount of money in the least amount of time. No risk, no minimums. Mark Smith and his staff will walk you through every step of their plan to help you meet your financial goals. Call them today, 207-468-1759, or check them out online, MainAthleticFundraising.com. I'm here with Levitt Head football coach Mike Hathaway, as long as my battery lasts. Down to 16 now. <laughs> Don't know what happened last night, but anyway. Uh, Going to face New York again. Yep. Tell me about uh, what's changed for them. I know that uh, you had a pretty good game with them the first time. Yeah, they, uh, you know, the only game they've lost is is that one to us. So they certainly have played well since then. Um, you know, I think their coaches went back and, and made some good adjustments uh, with their personnel and, and their schemes a little bit. Um, and, and I think just in general, when you lose a game, you learn from it. And, you know, I, th- I think their kids have, have played better since then and, and, you know, played a little more hungry and a little more physical. Um, you know, they, they've kind of showed a few different looks defensively since then. When they played teams that run the ball more, they've, they've gone to an odd front uh, and, and played that. And, of course, their base is an even front. So, I uh, know there's a little bit of an element there of, you know, maybe not knowing what they're going to do where, where we're, you know, fairly proficient in both. Um, but, uh, you know, and offensively, they're still doing the same stuff. A lot of, a lot of quick throws. The ball gets out of his hands real fast. Um, you know, a lot of, a lot of screens, uh, you know, slants, uh, RPOs, things like that. Um, you know, they, they get some good skill guys on, on offense to spread the ball around too. Um, weather. Now, last, last Friday night, I thought you guys did an exceptional job of uh, not turning the ball over when it was yep. so cold. I mean, we were in the towel with the, the windows closed right. and <laughs> boots and everything else on, and it was cold. Yep. Um, you know, I mean, we, we, you, know, we, you, we, you practice in that stuff uh, for a reason so that, you know, when those situations come up, uh, you, you're good to go. So, like, Monday we were out there, and you know, in the elements and the snow practicing. Um, you know, and, and we just always in our pregame meeting, uh, there's two things we really emphasize when we have our offensive back meeting, and that's ball security and blocking for each other. And, uh, you know, I, I thought we, we did a great job in both. Uh, you know, we secured the ball well when we were in traffic, and out on the perimeter we blocked well without getting penalties. Um, and, and those two things, you know, that, that's, that's unselfish football and, and smart football, and, and our guys paid attention to it. I, I thought that one of the things that we mentioned on the broadcast, I mentioned more than once, was exactly that. I was amazed at how well those guys on the edge blocked so that somebody could cut behind them, uh, use that block to their advantage. Uh, that was one of Haley's big things. Yep. He said, you know, you got to know where the hole's supposed to be and where you're supposed to run because the lineman has no idea where you are. You know, look right. over his shoulder or the wide receiver in this case. Yep. They, you got to read their block. Yep. Not have them try to figure out what the heck you're doing. And right. Boy, and they did that well. You know, we uh, we talk to our guys a lot about it. it's the difference between first downs and touchdowns. If you want to be a big play offense, then you've got to block for each other. And you know, you'll see a guy like Keegan Melanson be on the weak side. You know, running a post and chasing down a safety, and you know, Damian Amarkey cuts one back, and you know, boom, he's there. I've seen Damian multiple times this year block not one but two guys uh, downfield. Um, and you know, I mean, part of the spread offense is if if you're going to spread it around, you know, we're only going to give you the ball if you block for the other guys, and and they know that. Um, and, and you know, it, it's a tribute to our guys too. They're just unselfish guys. Um, you know. Lots of times in, in games that start to get away, guys would be calling for the ball and wanting their number called, and, and our guys aren't like that. They just want to, 
you know, they want to score points and, and win football games. So they're, they're plenty okay with whoever's carrying it. They're, they're going to block. I would uh, I'd counter that a little bit and say I think that's coaching. I think you build a culture where it's really important to be a team and what a difference that makes, and I think that's a tribute to the coaching staff. Yeah, I mean, we, we tried to establish that, and, uh, you know, we weren't blocking every week with, with our drills. Um, you know, and our position coaches do a nice job of coaching that up. And uh, But ultimately, you know, it, it is up to the kids. If, if they don't buy into what you're saying, um, you know, then, then it's really just lip service, and, and our guys do buy into it. They know that it's, it's a really important piece of what we do. Um. I, I noticed uh, a list of all conference players. Is that a, is that out in public now or not? I'm, I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. Um, I wasn't sure whether you wanted. To yeah, I, I I don't know either. But uh, yeah, we I mean we we uh, you know we we put up ten guys and six of them were all conference and four were, were honorable mention and uh, you know it's uh, you know when, when you can get six guys out of twenty seven I, I think that's pretty good and and you know those other four guys who didn't make it you know got got a lot of votes so. Um, you know, I think that's a tribute to the depth on our team and, um, you know, the, the talent that we have, uh, you know, guys have put in a lot of time over the last four years in, in the weight room and going to camps and seven on seven. And, um, you know, they're, they're well-rounded football players who are well-respected by the other coaches. So we're proud of them. Uh, I did notice something that happened during the game Friday night that yeah. I hadn't seen before. Yeah, <laughs> a few things, but yeah, go ahead. Uh, I noticed that after they scored, so it was 48 to six. Yep. Uh, you went out and spoke to the official, um, and I'm—I I know I said on the air, "What is he talking to the official about?" I didn't see anything there that he's not riled up and whatever. And then, because uh, you played all your young kids in the second half, which is yep. fantastic, and uh, and all of a sudden you come out and start taking a knee with six <laughs> minutes left, and I, I said to Palmer, "I said, you know, <laughs> I'm not sure how you stall out six minutes, you know, whatever." Right. And then when you took the first penalty. And the clock kept running. Yep. <laughs> I looked over at the clock keeper, uh, timekeeper, and the, he's an official. It's not a home per, It's an official. Yep. And I said, well, they must have talked about something. And so one of the things we didn't realize what it was till the very end, of yep. course, it was, it was great. But I said, um, when did you get a, did you get a chance to talk to the other coach about it? I, I don't uh, understand. We, you know, we, didn't, we really didn't talk to each other. Um, you know, at halftime, he sent an official over. And uh, the official said that uh, they were, you know, kind of waving the white flag, so to speak, and that he was going to play his freshmen and sophomores um, and, and that they had had some guys get hurt or, or whatever and, and that they had a lot of starters who, who would yeah, not be playing. His, lost his quarterback. Um, so, uh, you know, we had planned anyway at halftime. Yeah. We had redone our whole depth chart and we were going with our JV guys. Um, you know, but then when, when they kind of got out there defensively, they, they still had – you know, a good six, seven, eight, eight starters out there, including some seniors. And, um, you know, we, we have some older backs, but our, our linemen that come in, they're, they're younger, more inexperienced linemen. And uh, so we, we had a kid get hurt and break his leg. Uh, we had another kid who, who hurt a knee. And, uh, you know, we just felt like, uh, you know, that it was a situation where we just wanted to really get the game over with uh, at that point. And, you know, we weren't uh, trying to be real disrespectful to them. Um, you know, by doing that, but we just felt like giving our guys the ball and running up the middle while they got 10 in the box and a blitzing everybody was, was not going to be real productive and we didn't want to throw the ball or, or do something like that. So, uh, you know, we thought we'd take some knees and, and just give them the ball back. We felt pretty comfortable with our defense out there, um, but we felt just offensively we, we uh, 
you know, we, we had some guys that we really didn't want to get any more banged up than uh, than we were, and, and you don't want to put younger guys in in that situation. And you know, an older guy tees off, and now you get a concussion issue or or whatever. So, uh, you know, we, we decided to just take some knees and give them the ball back, and and also, uh, uh, you know, off, on, on an offsides penalty uh, when you're on offense, the clock continues to run. So, uh, you, you know, some of the guys missed a little bit on the cadence there. Uh, <laughs> In, in that last series, so it, it, it took a little extra time. I didn't realize that. The offensive team, it doesn't stop on that penalty. I mean, Correct, I yeah. So it, you I know, it's that closely about the running running time. Right, it, it doesn't even matter if it's running time. In a regular portion of the game, if, if you're trying to wind the clock down at the end of a game, you, yeah, I knew that. if you go off sides, it, you know, as soon as they set the ball, it, it goes again, and you get a new 25-second clock. So. Sure. Um, you know, you're not intentionally supposed to go offsides, and, and if the refs think you are doing it, they can uh, they can certainly call a penalty on you for that. But uh, you know, it, it happened, and, and the clock ran out, and that, that's the way it went. So you took a knee inside your own ten. I hadn't seen that before. Yep. And uh, yep. but I knew you were okay with that clearly. Yeah. yeah. And then they brought a kid in, uh, clearly some kid that they. Yeah, I don't know if he was a senior. He had a 54 yeah, number on, 54. so I'm sure he hasn't run the ball before. And, uh, you know, we didn't know. We, that wasn't planned or anything. We, we didn't really know what I was going sure. on there. I thought maybe that was planned. That's why no, I was wondering. Uh, you know, they put him in, and we kind of saw him back there. And uh, But we planned really just to, um, you know, just to stay healthy and, and really not play sure. that last play. And, you know, if they scored, they scored. It, it wasn't a big deal to us. Yeah, we, we've talked about that. <laughs> I think I told you. The first of the first nine games I did this fall. Yep. Eight of them were running, running time. time. Yeah. So I got to see it pretty up close and personal. Yep. Uh, and I like it because uh, clearly, uh, 30, 35 points a lot to make up. Yep. And uh, and it does keep you from getting the issue that I've talked I talk about every week, and that is the team that's way ahead. When do you pull your starters? Because They've got to get enough time that if the week next week or two weeks from then it's a really tough game, they got to play the whole game. Right. You want them ready. Yep. And yet you're not interested in rubbing somebody else's nose in it. We've all been through that, and it doesn't work for anybody. Yep. Um, and then, but if you put your young kids in and they don't, right, then that is ugly because you are going to get issue. a young kid with a concussion. Yep. Or worse. Oh, I don't know what's worse, but you know, right. a broken leg like that right. or whatever. It just doesn't work. So I like the rule. Um, I wish more coaches would understand, hey, look, your kids know. You think that they don't know when right. it's 48 or whatever. Yep. What, you know. Now, that doesn't mean they don't play hard. Right. But you put the young kids in and play young kids against young kids. Yeah, and I think even with the running time, too, you can still, uh, you know, if you have your younger kids in, and, and particularly if they leave their older kids in, you can – you can still throw the ball and do some things like that, you know, throw some short passes and kind of work your JV offense as, as it would normally, you know, run in a game, especially when you get to the point of the season where the, their season's over. Um, you know, so, it, you know, it's just good because it shortens the game. And, um, you know, at that point, I think everybody's usually pretty ready to to be done with it. And, uh, you know, we feel like once it's running clock that, that our guys, our ones shouldn't be in there anymore. Uh, so that, that's kind of what we've used as a gauge uh, this season. And in particular, we've had some health problems this year. Um, you know, we, we've probably pulled the trigger even a little bit earlier, um, you know, where you see kind of our higher profile guys, uh, 
you know, some of those all-conference guys, sometimes those guys are out midway through the second quarter if if we're up by a fair amount. So I did see a game that I did where Brunswick was playing, and they're, they're really good. Yep, they are. And they were up huge yep. early. And they put the young kids in, and the team they were playing did not. Right. And he got I, – I think it might have been, actually been his kid. Yep. Cooper's kid. I think he has two kids playing, and yep. one of them got hurt. And um, the other team, they were playing seniors or whatever, and right. he called timeout. And went out, and I don't know what he said, <laughs> but next thing I know, he brought his starters in. This right. is oh, probably halfway through the third period. Two plays, they had another touchdown. And I think he kind of said, you know, we can play that game if you want to. Right. I, you I, know, I'm I, not doing this. I think when you're the coach who's behind in those situations, um, you know, if you see the other team go with, with their, uh, you know, with their second and third tier kids, I, I think you, you know, it, it's your obligation at that point to uh, – you know, not, uh, you know, you don't want to onside kick. You don't want to, you know, throw the ball all over the field. You don't want to blitz a lot. Um, you know, you kind of play a base defense and run your base plays on offense. And, uh, you know, I mean, I, if I was in that situation, I wouldn't want my studs in the game anymore because I certainly wouldn't want some, you know, JV kid who's all fired up out there taking a shot on one of my older guys. Um, you know, but, but some guys leave their guys in and, uh, you know, I, I'm not sure why, but, um you know, I know when we've been in that situation in the past, um, you know, some years where we haven't been so good, uh, you know, we, those older guys are pretty important to us. So, we, you know, we try not to leave them out there in those situations. I, I think the other thing it's helped with, besides shortening the game and staying away from those situations, I think the other thing it's done is I was so sick of hearing, well, last time they were really good. They ran it up on us. Right. So we're going to, well, it stops some of that anyway. Yeah, it does. It goes a lot quicker. Because it goes quicker yep. before it gets out of hand. Yep, it does. Um, now, unfortunately, I'm not ready for this weather, by the way. <laughs> me Just either. I'd me throw either, that man. out there. Me either. I know my wife is having dreams about getting to the mountain, but yeah. uh, not it me. doesn't look to me like it's going to <laughs> melt any. It, it's going right. to be a little warmer on Friday, but not yep. appreciably. I mean, in the. High thirties, maybe. Right, we're supposed to at least get some some sun today and, and Friday. So you know, the hope is that uh, you know there can be some melting. I, I think I just got a text a few minutes ago that said that uh, uh, Lewiston's going to be working on their field uh, tomorrow, um, and you know, kind of make a, a decision on whether or not um, we'll be able to play over there. Uh, so, so that is one of the options. Yeah, I mean yeah. that's we have it reserved for Friday. Um, you know, they, they just, you know, they have a lot of ice on that field, too, and, and where it's new, um, you know, they have to figure out what they can do with it. So, uh, you know, in terms of practice, it's a little tough because it's pretty crusty out there for us. Uh, so, you know, we'll try to do a little bit outside today uh, so we can maybe throw the ball a little bit uh, and, and punt a little bit. Um, but I, I would think the majority of what we do today will be in the gym uh, as it was yesterday. And then hopefully, you know, Thursday we can get outside uh, over Lewiston and Friday play over there. Um, but if it's not available, then we'll have to get our field as ready as it can be. And, and uh, you know, we'll, we'll be playing here. You know, again, I, I think the besides when it's a, a really a regional championship game, you want it in the best conditions you right. can have, number one. And number two, uh, I think when we have this kind of weather, I also worry about not only the quality of the game, but those are the shoulder separations and right. uh, whatever because uh, – it's slip, it is still slippery and yep. slippery and, uh, and the ground's hard and the ground's really hard. Yeah. So, you know, I mean, that, that's, uh, 
you know, it, it, it's tough. Obviously, last year we played a regional final on a pretty bad field as well, and you hate to see that, you know, be be part of the game. But, uh, you know, I mean, we might be forced into it. If if we can't play at Lewiston, it's it's going to be here regardless of what that field looks like. So so one way or the other, Buzz Media, Palmer yes. and Wing will be at it yep. again. Yeah, that was Those good. guys did good a combo. great job. They, they, they do a nice job. They, they got some interviews. I didn't realize they went yep. down for something to eat and they also yep. got some interviews in. They've got some pretty nice equipment. Yeah, yeah, that, that uh, you know, we started that class last year and we were able to put some basketball games up. And this year we, we did a field hockey game, a couple of soccer games, um, you know, some nice. football games. We're going to do hoop again this winter and uh, maybe even try to get out and get a baseball and a softball uh, in there. And, uh, you know, they produce some some uh, shows with some interviews with some kids that we're going to have coming up later on. And, uh, you know, it's been a, been a nice, uh, nice group of kids to work with. Great. Well, good luck uh, this week. And, Thanks, Coach. Uh, hope to see you next Saturday. Sounds good. All right, take care. You know the... There's a winning culture when it comes to sports teams in New England. And now there's a new winning team to add to the list. Spectrum Orthopedics, an all-star roster of orthopedic experts delivering top care right here in your backyard. Spectrum Orthopedics is made up of three of the area's top orthopedic practices. OA Centers for Orthopedics, Central Maine Orthopedics, and Falmouth Orthopedic Center. Spectrum Orthopedics makes it easier for physicians, surgeons, sports medicine specialists, and clinical staff to share resources and work as one, making patient care efficient and more affordable. To learn more about Spectrum Orthopedics and connect with a provider in your area, visit spectrumhcp.com forward slash ortho. Mark Soren, head coach of the Oxford Hills Vikings, with us. And, Coach, I, you know, calling your game in the first round of playoffs there against Sanford, I was really impressed with the offensive line. I thought they did a really good job leading the way for a big day for Van Decker. What was your impressions of how you guys ran the ball? Well, that was our, that was our goal. We wanted to establish a line of scrimmage. We wanted to take their best player out of the game by double teaming. And so we added some wrinkles this that past week. And, Really, the kids did a great job executing it. And that the offensive line is, is um, well, I guess we've been a little inconsistent, but it's a great group. Um, and they really worked hard, and they have been working hard. And um, and they did a great job. And Colby, of course, did a great job running as well. But that was that was our number one goal for that game was establish that line of scrimmage. Certainly. And obviously it was a home playoff game. A little chilly out there, but nothing you're not used to, right? How how, are, how the players react to you know playing in front of their home fans? I mean, Stanford was obviously down a few guys, but it looked like everyone was ready to go. Yeah, you know, I think that's as ready to go as the team has been all year. I, I'm not mm-hmm. sure, you know, exactly what the reason was, but the kids had a good week. Um, you know, there was a lot of uncertainty on our end. You hear rumors about kids not playing and that sort of thing, but you you never really know, so you prepare for the team that we played you know, early in the season, and even without their kids, which they did, they did have a number of kids missing, but they still had uh, what I think is a division one football player in there, um, and also um, they're one of the receivers going to UMaine for a you know, basketball scholarship. So 
they're sure. still a talented, talented football team. Um, and the kids, the kids did a great job preparing themselves mentally all week and being prepared on game day. Well, speaking of preparing, obviously Thornton Academy defending state champions. You're playing them um, at their place this Saturday afternoon. Uh, we talked a little bit earlier about you know preparation for Saturday games, but now obviously the playoffs. You played Thornton once before at their place. What did you learn from that game? I mean, probably nothing you already didn't know about how explosive they are, I suppose, right? Yeah, I mean, I think you know when we played them that game. I guess what I would say is that they hadn't thrown that much. Um, hmm before and so we wanted to establish again that line of scrimmage on the defensive side and we came out with a with a run heavy defensive formation and um you know they took advantage they did a great job they went and they they found kind of you know weak spots i would say with our youth and um and their quarterback threw some i mean it wasn't you know we had a couple blown coverages but he that quarterback threw some great balls receivers ran some nice routes um, and they had great protection. So, you know, that was, you know, just something that we've got to figure out. It's clearly been an issue for us all year. Um, and we kind of knew going in that that would be it. We lost four seniors in the defensive backfield, and we've been using a different mix of different kids week in and week out. We've had a few injuries and stuff um, back there. So we're we're getting a little more solidified and um, starting to feel a lot more confident. You know, last you know, it's a little different than playing Thornton every week in Scarborough, but we've we've certainly improved in that area. And you know, this week we 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 just got to play a complete game. You know, you really what do you do with with a team like Thornton? They expect to win every game, and they've gone out and done it. You know, we've got to play really clean football, and um, you know, I think we've got the athletes. We just have to uh, we just have to go out and execute and, and believe that we're as good as anyone out there. Yeah, it's tricky sometimes with a team as good as Thornton because you don't want to put too much pressure on your guys saying, you know, like, you've got to play perfectly out there, right? But you do kind of need to play almost a, a flawless game. How do you balance that in terms of, you know, the approach and practice and whatnot because, you know, you don't, you don't want the guys to be too much in their own heads, I suppose. Yeah, you know, it's, I guess even since I've gotten here, it's been – it can't – you know, you can't make the week about who you're playing. It has to be about mm-hmm. the things that you can control. Uh, really on a day-to-day basis. And so, you know, it's it's nameless, faceless opponents that you respect, but you don't fear and you, you can't give, you know, we don't want to give them points just because they're wearing, you know, scarlet and gold. We want to make them earn it. We want to make sure that our kids aren't intimidated by it. Um, and I don't think they are. I think that they really understand that we're, we are a good team. You know, we just, but again, at the same time, we do have to play a clean game. You know, we have to, and that's the truth at any any point in this late round, in these late rounds for, for football. Like, you want to win football games at this time um, of the season, you really have to play mostly mistake-free football. You know, you have to, you, you to limit the turnovers to really probably zero, especially against Thornton. And you have to hope for a couple on their end and, you know, keep limit their big plays. You know, I think that uh, at least you make them earn it. You know, I think we gave them two or three pretty easy touchdowns um, and we gave up a couple in the red zone as well so you know that all of a sudden that game that that is reasonable um, is 35 to 6 you know instead of 21 to 14 you know so right know, we've just got to put those things together and and make sure that um, you know there, there's not too much pressure and the truth is this week 
you know, we don't. I mean, no one except, you know, us believes we can win. And that pressure is all on them. And they're the undefeated state champions. And they're the ones that are going to have to go out and prove it. Sure. Wyatt Knightley, I mean, I, I was a little concerned. I saw him limp off the field after he threw that touchdown pass to Aston Brown. How's he doing? Uh, it was just a cramp. We were cramping up a little bit that night. I don't know if gotcha. they, were, he, they weren't drinking water or anything. So he was okay. It wasn't a hit or anything. Just sort of a, a new experience, really, for him, having to play that deep into a, into a game and, and getting those cramps. So he's, he's good. How do you think he played there? He looked like he was pretty, pretty confident there against um, Sanford. Yeah, he did a great job. We're, you know, we definitely don't ask as much of him as we did of Atticus, um, and that's one of the reasons we wanted to establish show line. It's not the only reason. Um, but he does a good job running the ball. He also, you know, he throws well. We don't we don't throw as much with him as we did with Atticus, but um, you know, we're trying to put a kid who who has less experience, of course, um, in a better position so that he doesn't feel like all the pressure's on him. We can put that load a little bit on seniors like Colby and JJ. And um, and he did a good job. You know, he, he hit those kids when they're open, and he made the right reads. And, you know, we're trying to limit that, <laughs> those – those you limit his opportunities for mistakes. But as he – you know, each game he gets go, he goes, he's going to get better and better. Excellent. Well, Coach, any other thoughts about Saturday's matchup there against Thornton, what you're most looking forward to seeing from your team? Well, I, I mean, I think you get to this point, you just – you know, as we said, like we just love being out there with them. We love – have another extra week with them. We want another extra week next week. You know, we've we've said we've also said to them, which goes back to you know the their mindset is that you know they've earned this pressure. They they worked hard for it. You know, all summer long, all last winter, all the lifting that they've done. You know, all the we run our it's called Pikes Hill out here in, in uh, Norway. You know, all that hard work. This is this was the goal. Like to not not dread this, but to be excited about the opportunity to go out and prove your worth versus an outstanding team. And I just, I'm looking forward to that, and I think our, our team's ready to do that. All right, Coach. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Oh, thanks, Aaron. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. I'm here with uh, Lisbon head football coach Chris Cates. Coach, uh, crazy week. You know, the conditions are not conducive, uh, and it's not the cold. Kids get fractured in the cold. It's the hard ground, and everything's frozen. Yeah, I don't think I've seen it be like this in a while. I mean, it's, uh, I think with the kind of the icy rain we had earlier in the week and then it got real cold immediately afterwards but uh, I mean this is football in Maine and you know we had a kid uh, transfer up from Texas uh, earlier in the year and I think it's probably the first time he's seen snow and so this is uh, He probably thought it was cold in September yeah. didn't he? <laughs> So this is uh, obviously not a typical year for us but uh, you know we're still happy to be playing and you know hopefully we can keep going The uh, This is also the day I went to see Coach Hathaway this morning and he had just come back in from seeing the field, and he said the same thing that you guys are. I, I don't know how we're going to 
what we're going to do, they kind of reserved the, the uh, Lewiston field for Friday night, but Lewiston's deciding what they're going to do because they don't know how to clean that that turf field with the, with all the little pieces, you know, the tire pieces. So I don't know what they're going to do. Their field's not ready. Right. So well, I talked to uh, Coach Daniel Lanner up Winthrop this morning, and they, they – they made it seem like they were uh, putting some salt down. They're going to get it, get it cleaned up, and uh, you know, with the warmer weather on Friday, that you know, it should be all right. So we're, uh, you know, we're sure. planning. On, so we practice outside today, and we're planning yeah. on playing on whatever surface uh, we're told to play on. I do remember when I was a scout, he can have one of these. It snowed early. We went out and played in it, you know, that kind yeah. of stuff. Had fun in it, but then it turned off bitter cold. We went, we went, put sneakers on, went in the parking lot, right. just to have the room to run our offense and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we we practiced outside for two hours on Monday too. So I mean, we we had, uh, you know, when they were outside for about two hours today too. So I mean, it's, uh, you know, we made the best of it, and uh, we're, we're going to work through it. And it, it is what it is, right? That's Every, right. You know, everybody else is dealing with no, the same conditions right. that we are. No, I think you're right. Although I did tell. Coach Hathaway said, I hate to throw a blanket on, but I got a feeling it's not quite as cold in New York. Right. You know, they'd probably be able to practice outside and whatever. So, Coach, I think if, if I were going to look at your season as a whole, I, I honestly think that in that, that game, the first game against Oak Hill, I, not that you didn't have an identity before, but it almost seems like you kind of found a formula that's going to work for you. That, does that make sense? Well, you know, I think we've just we've just gotten better over the weeks too. I mean, I mean, we've always we've always been kind of a power run team, you know, whether we're in a shotgun set or a, you know under center set. But uh, I think the kids kind of bought into what we're doing lately, and uh, you know, we found a way to get them excited about about running the ball. And you know, of course, the running backs love it, and the wide receivers want to transfer somewhere else. Sure, probably. but it's uh, you know it is what it is. But I think especially on the perimeter, I mean, I think those I think the uh, wide receivers have kind of bought in that hey, we're not going to see that many passes, but we're going to uh, we're going to do our job on the outside. And you know, uh, take it from there. Yeah, I think when kids buy into the fact it's a team, you know, because you you're not going to get outside and run if they don't block. Right. I mean, that's a key element, without a doubt. Um, tell me about uh, Winthrop. I know you played them. Was it first game of the year or early on? Uh, it was the third or fourth. Yeah, game I was going to say yeah. half, first half. Uh, not the outcome you wanted, but I. You know, what, what are you thinking about that? What, what's your feel for that? Well, I think I think it was the worst game we played offensively all year, and some of that's a testament to them. You know, they have some good ball players on the defensive side of the ball. And, uh, you know, we were reasonably close in the first half. But, you know, second half we punted from our own 10 uh, three or four times, and I think they scored every one of those drives, you know, getting the ball on the, on the thir- on our 30-yard line and, you know, giving them a real short field to work with. And, uh, you know, I think the biggest thing for us this uh, this week is to you know move the chains a little bit you know kind of possess the ball and you know not give them short fields to work with they, they've got explosive athletes and uh, you know if we allow them to they'll, they'll score quick and, and often and but uh, you know I think defensively we're a lot better than we were then so we'll uh, you know we'll see see how the chips fall on uh, on Friday night. I think in talking with Stacey Doucette at Oak Hill I think he felt that uh, were he to face them again he felt that they made every mistake possible in the first time they played them, and they'd like to have them again. That right. kind of thing. Well, you know, I think I think good teams make uh, make you do that, right? You know, so that's not uh, no, not, that's not right. to say that we we don't think some of the stuff we did was caused by ourselves. But uh, and, you know, Winthrop played played well, and uh, you know they played hard against us, and you know they earned the win. So I'm not I'm not trying to downplay that, but I just just uh, you know hopefully we can come out and we can play our A game, and you know and you know and if we can play a, a solid game for us and we lose, I mean I'll be I'll be more all right with that than I will be if we uh, just come out there and lay an egg. Uh, although your teams don't usually lay an egg. Uh, it is nice, too, that it's not too far away. Right. You know, you got to take a two-hour trip somewhere to play in a playoff game. That 
That's a little different situation. Yeah, be, best part about our conference is we play we play reasonably local for most games. I mean, we went down to New York, but even that's all highway. That's not that's not terrible. It's not like you know Washington Academy or something like that that has to travel halfway across the state to play a game. So it's uh, you know we're pretty lucky in that respect. And you know it's a 35, 40 minute drive and uh, you know good drive after school to kind of get your mind on the game and you know sure. go out there and play a ball game. Yeah. Now, for you working outside of the school, do you have to take on a Friday night game? Do you have to take off from work or a little bit early, or you can just about fit it in? Not generally. I mean, I can fit it in. If, if it's a, an earlier start, then I usually do. But uh, sure. no, for the most part, uh, get there no problem. And, uh, you know, if I had to, it wouldn't be that big of a deal to get out. Was there any consideration? I know that uh, they're a Friday night team, without a doubt, that uh, about playing on Saturday. I noticed you were quoted as saying there used to be a rule that – the games are Saturday, or and then it went to I think if one of the teams didn't want to play Friday night, they had to play Saturday. But that's not a rule. Well, I, I offered Coach Sandler, uh Thompson Field at twelve thirty if he wanted. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If he needed an alternate venue, but uh, <laughs> he didn't seem too keen on the idea. He, so. he wouldn't fight about that, yeah. I bet. But uh, no, I mean obviously we like to play Saturday, but uh, you know we're at the point now where we'll play uh, where and when they tell us to, and you know we're not going to get too jacked up about that. Yeah, it seems to me this time of year what you want is people healthy. And uh, raring to go because you had to you had to buy a, a week ago, and that I think that helps with some of that. Yeah, yeah, we're 100% health right now, and you know, which is uh, not common this time of year. So we're we're ready to go, and you know, it's uh, you know, I honestly wish the game was today. Great. Yeah. All right, coach. Well, good luck, and uh, hope to see you next week. Thank you. All right.